What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. You know that cliche saying, there will never be a perfect time? To add to that, there will never be a perfect place either. Too often, I find myself in a place of fantasy in which I hope for circumstances to align before I can do a certain thing or bring a certain part of me. And quite often, I am then abruptly reminded of how no such circumstance is coming, can be counted on, or might ever be present. And if I wait for it, like I have been foolishly, I might lose more decades of my life than I can stomach without losing my sanity. I've realized this before in other contexts, but always fail to apply it to the most necessary ones. One of the realizations that I had the other day at the end of my workout, I usually sit in the corner of the gym by the window away from a place I can't get hurt just so I can meditate for a little bit. And I close my eyes to meditate with the Calm app for at least 10 minutes. And usually no one cares or should care that I'm sitting there in what is a madhouse. Sometimes there's a class going on in the studio, loud music often, and people walking around me. And some of those people are on the phone, also in that corner, thinking that that's where they can get away from the madness so they can be on their phone call. So they're shouting on the phone right next to me while I'm meditating. So either way, it isn't exactly what you would call a peaceful meditation. It isn't the Zen environment that you would probably set up for yourself before, you know, you light your incense and sit down and practice your mindfulness on your perfect little pillow in that perfect Zen zone. And when I realized that I didn't have this exact Zen environment available to me in the middle of this, in the middle of a meditation and this crazy surrounding around me, when I realized this the first time, I had this peaceful smile that went through my entire body while I was meditating that said, this is the training ground. This is how life is as soon as I'm off this meditation mat and decide to open my eyes. This is what life is. The only way this mindfulness stays with me once I open my eyes and I'm infiltrated with the world is if I practice it in real conditions. So the reality isn't too far in feeling and appearance than the practice ground. So if that's the case... Any retreat into a Zen zone where it's peace and quiet doesn't really prepare you for the reality that will hit you once you walk back outside again. So it makes sense to practice under real conditions. And so the activity in the gym, the lack of a peaceful corner to retreat into, serves as the greatest dojo in which to practice stillness. And same as those moments when I feel least in the mood to do something in real life because I'm either not in the spirit at that time or something has taken my spirit away. And those are the best moments to provide for a training ground. And I think that's one of the framings of things that has really proved constructive for me. To call it practice, to consider it training, to look at how everything compounds and is contributing to something. Because it's too easy to get caught up in what is happening 
even a 10 minute meditation and get attached to it and feel annoyed and frustrated because you have this attachment of how you think it should go. And you have this fantasy based idea around the perfection and performance of it. And that actually takes the air out of the whole thing, all this pressure and expectation. Whereas if you looked at it like practice, all surprise elements then, all the uphill climb, the annoyances, actually become a feature instead of a negative in the grand scheme of the whole thing. It's like levels in a game or little villains you have to fight on the way to the win. Every little hurdle, climb, pitfall, distraction, and danger, every bit of it is actually contributing to the practice of making you stronger in the thing that you are practicing. It isn't a perfect circumstance, the clear shot, the easy road that will give you the sustainability, the power to sustain that a rough and challenging road will. Smooth seas never made a skillful sailor, right? So all of these things provide you, they actually are a feature the distractions and all the hurdles and uphill issues are actually a feature of training you, if you look at it like practice, towards when it counts out there in the real world. And another reframing that's helped me is around problems. And I've tried to reframe looking at problems in all types of ways that would make me somehow glad to have them. As someone who reads and listens to a lot of things that are on mindset and self-help, you can imagine how many different ways I've heard problems being reframed to make them feel like a privilege. And I don't know if this is the reframing that will now finally do it. I guess time will tell. But at the least, it gets me more excited than the other ones. It's not that it even calms my nerves because that's usually what I'm looking for when I'm trying to reframe problems. So it's not even that the goal that it accomplishes is calming my nerves and making me deal with the problem with more optimism. It's more so that it's actually something that excites me or brings out a childlike spirit, this reframing of problems. And that's to look at problems like a puzzle to solve. And for someone who loves physical puzzles and thrives in trying to find the missing piece or the broken link or untying complex knots, I'm like a total child when it comes to solving puzzles. So now thinking of problems like a puzzle to solve, my unique set of circumstances that are far from perfect, but present me with such a unique set of puzzle pieces that I need to refit and shape to realize a reality in my mind. And if I look at it that way, it excites me. And again, takes it back into practice and fun mode. If every problem is just a puzzle to solve, then yeah, it could be frustrating at times. And sometimes you want to give up and ask for a cheat code, but half the fun is and satisfaction is and how difficult it is, what level it is, and then figuring it out. And the first time you figure it out, you might not even be able to repeat the same sequence of solution again because you weren't fully conscious in solving it yet. And then you face similar and bigger problems and become better and better. They're all puzzles. And real conditions come with all set of challenges and distractions. So reframing a few things and focusing on something productive to take out of that is the only real compensating factor. See, focus defeats all distractions. And you've experienced this before. When something grips you and takes you away from all distractions until you have accomplished and reached the thing that you have set out to, 
focus keeps you there and eliminates all distractions. And you've experienced it. So the answer might lie in trying to figure out what is keeping you from being present and being focused when needed for what is needed, when it is needed. In those moments where you feel like you're performing and the distractions are taking away from you. Because if you could and then retain focus, then no matter if you were in the middle of a circus on Times Square in New York City, nothing would take you away from the game that you were practicing. You'd be so engulfed and engaged and excited to be so that focus will overcome all the circumstances. All real conditions submit to your deliberation, your breath work, your focus. It pierces it all right through the core of you into the center of the universe. Nothing else exists when you are focused. And to get to that point of peace, you must rumble in the chaos. Love you, family. See you on the next show. Stay true, always.